the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. And welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me. Uh, my telephone number is 877-BOB-LIVE. 877-262-5483. Uh, if you're a regular listener, you know I never shy away from controversy. I don't deal with controversial topics just to be controversial. If you have a talk show, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to dream up controversial topics. Even if you don't really believe in them, you're just supposed to, you're just supposed to you know, keep stirring the pot. Uh, that's what uh, raises ratings, increases your audience, and I've never done that. I never will. I talk about the things that first... I believe are important for us, you and I, to know about, to learn about, to be educated about. And then secondly, I talk about things that I'm passionate about. Uh, I always try to keep you, the listeners, in my mind when we talk about different subjects. But it really doesn't mean anything to me unless it's something that I'm passionate about. And I want to share with you for the next few minutes something that I am very, very passionate about because I believe it is so needed. In fact, I don't believe there's ever been a time probably in American history when it has been more needed. And that is calling sin, sin. Calling evil, evil. Calling wickedness, wickedness. Calling evil people, evil people. Calling wicked people, wicked people. The evangelical church has for much, much, much too long tolerated sin, tolerated evil, tolerated wickedness. And I think it came to a head during the seeker-sensitive movement that praise God, for the most part, is now dead. Back when Bill Hybels, yeah, I'll name a name, back when Bill Hybels started that whole seeker-sensitive movement at Willow Creek, I was very, very critical of it. In fact, I wrote an editorial that was picked up by our parent company, and it was published on townhall.com, and I have no idea about now. But back then, several years ago, it was the most read, most forwarded uh, commentary in our company. Uh, Like I said, that was a long, long time ago, and I have no idea about current things. Anyway, I took to task the whole seeker-sensitive movement. The basis of the seeker-sensitive movement was 
because Jesus called us to love, and because Jesus was so loving himself, we want to go out of our way not to offend anybody. And so, Willow Creek Church up in Chicago went through a complete metamorphosis. They went through a a complete change. And one of the things they did, they took they took down all of the religious symbols, particularly the cross. I remember, um, I believe, I could be wrong on this, but I believe it was a writer from one of the major Chicago newspapers, the Chicago Tribune, one of the major Chicago newspapers, uh, came to interview uh, Bill Hybels at Willow Creek Church because Back then, years ago, Willow Creek was one of, if not the biggest churches in America. It was the fastest growing church in America. They had established a network of churches that was absolutely exploding in numbers. Willow Creek churches, the Willow Creek network was all over America. And pastors, young men were coming to Chicago and sitting under the the tutorage of of Bill Hybels and taking his philosophy back to their churches. And it was it was just a really, really big deal. So a reporter came to interview Bill Hybels. And as part of the interview, they toured the massive church facilities there in Chicago. And as they went around the facilities, this newspaper reporter said, you know, this is a Christian church, right? Bill Hybels said, yeah. He said, well, I don't think I've ever been in a Christian church where there were no crosses. There is no Christian symbolism of any kind. And Bill Hybels very proudly said, uh, yeah, that's true. We've, uh, we've taken down all religious symbolism, especially crosses, because crosses can be offensive to some people. And uh, we're seeker-sensitive here. We don't want to offend anyone. We're really afraid that if a seeker, uh, uh, a searcher, a seeker came into our building and if they saw a cross, they could be offended and they wouldn't come so they wouldn't hear the gospel and they would be turned away, blah, 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 blah. Well, that philosophy permeated for a long time, and it still is actually, much of evangelicalism. The major foundational principle of ministry was to be non-offensive. Non-offensive. Well, there's a real problem with that historically. God, throughout the history of the Christian church, has never, ever blessed a movement of non-offensiveness. In fact, the opposite is true. If you look at the history of the the movements of the Spirit of God throughout the history of the Christian church, God has blessed the preaching, the teaching of repentance, the confrontation of sin in a loving Christ-like manner, but exposing sin and wickedness and evil. So it's wrong historically, but most importantly, it's wrong biblically. If you read through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there is something you cannot miss unless you're trying to miss it. Before Jesus was crucified, 
rose from the grave and ascended back to heaven, Jesus tried to prepare his followers for what would happen after he left. And on numerous occasions, Jesus sat the disciples down and said, all right, listen, 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 listen. They hated me. They're going to hate you. They're going to crucify me. They may crucify you. In fact, Jesus told them, the time will come when they will think they're doing the world a favor by killing you. Well, as a result, if you read through the book of Acts, Peter and the others were constantly exposing the wickedness and the evil of the religious system of their day and the government's the government system of their day and so forth. They confronted sin. They confronted wickedness. They confronted evil. They spoke openly to the Jewish leaders and said, you crucified the Lord. You crucified your Savior. And what was the result? Well, they didn't get the Good Citizenship Award. They were not given the key to the city. They were imprisoned on numerous occasions. And they were ordered, do not preach in this name ever again. Well, they didn't listen, and they continued to preach in that name. Hang on. I'm just getting started. All right? Need to take a break. We'll be back with more Bob Bernie Live. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Thank you and welcome again. I let me let me continue my message, my sermon, my tirade. I am just becoming more and more deeply disturbed by the lack of the confrontation of sin, wickedness, and evil in our churches today. Now, we are to preach the love of Jesus. We are to be known by proclaiming the grace of God and the mercy of God. But people will not care about the grace of God and the mercy of God unless they understand the consequences of sin, until they understand what is wicked, what is evil, and that wickedness and evil and being a sinner separates us from God. Why would anybody want grace if they don't understand that they need grace, and why would anybody understand that they need grace unless they understand that they are lost? So to only proclaim the love of God, the love of Jesus, without talking about sin and the consequences of sin and the penalty of sin and and teaching and preaching that the wages of sin is death, we have missed the New Testament command to the church. We are told in Isaiah 5.20, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Now, most of you have enough Bible knowledge that whenever you see the word woe, that's almost like a curse. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. It's not, well, it's woe. 
God is warning us about a time that would come when people who call good things bad and bad things good, evil good, and and we are there, folks. I mean, we are there. When we talk about the evils of our day, my question is, where is the church? Where is the church in exposing wickedness and evil? I want to just say very quickly, and I'm probably going to run out of time here, but I want to commend John MacArthur, pastor of Grace Community Church out in California. I have been a, an admirer of John MacArthur for many years. I grew up in Southern California listening to his dad, Jack MacArthur, on the radio, and then John MacArthur took the, uh, the ministry over. He has been severely criticized by the press and by the world because he exposes wickedness. He dares to call sin, sin. And so the world tries their best to portray him as some kind of wild-eyed, crazy, religious fanatic. But you know what? He's in good company. That's what the world said about Billy Sunday. Billy Sunday was known for being just on fire against sin. And so he was called a religious fanatic. But look how God used Billy Sunday. Hundreds of thousands of people came to know Christ as Savior. Entire cities were brought to revival because Billy Sunday was a wild-eyed, crazy Christian fanatic. D.L. Moody was the same. D.L. Moody was basically an uneducated man. He was crude. He was a little rude. But he spoke the truth of Scripture and called sin, sin. Most of you will not know the name of Bob Schuler. So, yeah, we know Bob Schuler, the Crystal Cathedral. No, that's not what the the Bob Schuler I'm talking about. In Southern California, in the Los Angeles area, back in the 50s, And through the 60s, there was an evangelist, a preacher, a pastor by the name of Bob Shuler, and the local press in California called him Fightin' Bob Shuler. That's what they called him, Fightin' Bob Shuler, because he was fighting sin, and he was fighting evil. And because of it, revival broke out all over Southern California because he called sin, sin. The great evangelist Bob Jones that established Bob Jones University was known as a fighter of evil and a fighter of sin. Just unmercifully attacked by the press and the world in general. And yet again, thousands and thousands and thousands of people gave their lives to Christ. Well, I think John MacArthur is walking in those footsteps. The reason I bring up his name, just a couple of days ago, John MacArthur issued an open letter to Governor Gavin Newsom. Now, most pastors, if they released an open letter to the governor, nobody would pay any attention. But because of John MacArthur's platform, his radio, TV ministry, his large church in Southern California, his public battles with Los Angeles County over the whole COVID thing. This open letter is gaining a lot of attention, and well, it should. 
I don't have time to read all of it and certainly not even most of it. But let me read just a little bit of his open letter to the governor of California. He says, sir, almighty God says in his word, righteousness exalts the nation, but sin is a disgrace to any people. Scripture also teaches that it is the chief duty of any civic leader to reward those who do well and punish the evildoers, Romans 13. You have not only failed in that responsibility, you routinely turn it on its head, rewarding evildoers and punishing the righteous. The Word of God pronounces judgment on those who call evil good and good evil, Isaiah 5.20. And yet many of your policies reflect this unholy, upside-down view of honor and morality, the diabolical effects of your worldview are evident in the statistics of California's epidemic of crime, homelessness, and sexual perversions, like homosexuality and transgenderism, and other malignant expressions of human misery that stem directly from corrupt public policy. I don't need to itemize or elaborate on the many immoral decisions you have perpetrated against God and the people of our state, which have only exacerbated these problems. Nevertheless, my goal in writing is not to contend with your politics, but rather to plead with you to hear and heed what the Word of God says to men in your position. Psalm 72, let all kings bow down before him, all nations serve him. Second Samuel 23, he who rules over men righteously, who rules in the fear of God, is as the light of the morning when the sun rises. Proverbs 16, it is an abomination for kings to commit wicked acts, for a throne is established on righteousness. And then he goes on. It is a four-page open letter confronting Governor Newsom and the political leadership of the state of California and pleading with them to repent. Now, it is sad to say that that kind of Christian leadership today is extremely rare and unusual. Not so in the past. And I believe that if we are going to see America turn back, if we're going to see any kind of revival in America, I keep reminding you, elections are important, but the next election will not bring revival. That kind of position, if we were to have pastors all over America determine to expose evil, wickedness, and sin, and with Christ-like love and compassion, proclaim God's judgment upon evil, as well as his mercy on those who ask for it. God bless John MacArthur. May his tribe increase. Let's pray that God will give courage to many, many more pastors. Thanks for joining me. Have a great evening, but please remember who's you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.